Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. God gave me a word as I was sitting there in my seat and I see it everywhere and this is what's going to come from my heart tonight that there is such a holy frustration going on in people and it's a good frustration. God is calling for His church, for the individuals to come in alignment with Him again. See, some of us have been waving from the side, from that line, side to side, jumping off that line, jumping on that line. And God is saying tonight, come and align yourself with me again. Here is your purpose on this line. Here is the direction. Here is the vision that you need for your life to move forward. And as we speak on transformation tonight, this is how we're going to move forward as individuals. This is how we're going to live our best life with Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say yes and amen to have everything that you have for us tonight. Yes, Lord. Amen. You may take your seat, church. Thank you, Lord. You know, Stephen Furtick says this, that we think our depleted state is our natural state. And everywhere I go, as I travel and I meet new people and you kind of get this boldness inside you to meet new people and to start conversations that you thought you would never would start. And you kind of get this heart for people growing and and you realise how God sees people, that His heart actually breaks to have relationship with these people. And you see um, these people are crying out for help, they're crying out for restoration, they're crying out for their best life and we're just sitting here keeping our mouths shut. I'm going to be a little bit direct tonight because that's just me. I'm Pastor Julie and (laughs) that comes out sometimes. But we sit here in our seats week after week. You know, we take, take, take. There's so many people out there that need for us to speak, to start those conversations that matter. That's my motto at the moment. Start a conversation that matters. And everywhere I go, God's been using me, but I've been seeing how much... The people are breaking, they're hurting, they're falling short of their best life with Christ. Yes, I I speak to people who are Christians and, you know, they've been coming to church for years, but they're still not getting this identity in Christ, right? They're still not getting this best life going on. And I only speak from passion is because God called me to doing a three-year journey of full transformation. And I had to be obedient because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be in, uh, in Nairobi, I wouldn't be speaking here. And I just want to share with you tonight, um, I'm writing a book and um, it's about the transformation of the heart um, and mainly with pastor's kids. My heart is for pastor's kids to see them transformed and um, a little background of the pastor's kid is that they carry the weight of the world, they carry the weight of the church and their parents and they live a very defensive life, a shut down life, a very detached life from everyone else because they're just in this constant... Um, I guess, line of the devil attacking them and the parents can protect them. We had amazing parents growing up, but the devil sometimes just loves to creep in and um, you're kind of on the front line constantly. 
So my heart is for these pastors' kids to be restored. But I just want to read this little um, section out of my book because if I start with my story, I know that I will talk for three, four hours. <laughs> Bill Johnson says this, that testimonies are important because they are stories of God's nature. They reveal his heart, they reveal his person, and they reveal what he values. Let me share you this. If you told me four years ago I was going to plant a church in Nairobi, I would have completely doubted you. There was not one part of me that wanted to say yes to any kind of ministry, let alone senior pastoring. For six years, I said no to God healing me when he asked me. I was a very hurt pastor's kid who carried the weight of offence, bitterness, mistrust, and found it hard to love and trust people. Over the years of being in my parents' church, I served in many roles, including kids' church leader, creative director, and youth pastor. In every role, these strongholds and insecurities I held would surface. My husband would challenge me to speak to a mentor, and he knew I was a very closed book and would only talk when I reached my emotional capacity. I was bound by fear, denial, self-hatred, and rejection. Rather than confronting these things, I temporarily covered them with performance, over-functioning, task-orientated, materialism, and hiding behind my gift. Anything to block out God's voice calling me to transformation. I'm just going to be real with you tonight. Is that all right? <laughs> going to let it all out. Serving and leading in church kept me in a false sense of comfort, convincing myself of being close to God and feeling like that it was good enough for Him. But God seeks more than my outward expression. He was longing for my heart identity to be healed, for my life script to be rewritten with his truth. God was asking to search my heart, but I knew if I did this journey, it would be painful. It would force me to deal with things, to forgive people, to deal with family hurt. But he was too passionate about me finding my best life, so he never gave up. Who finds that, that just never gives up? He's always speaking to you. Come on, listen to my voice. He knew, what my, he, knew, he knew what my future held and a broken heart would not be able to love and trust people or God. Three years and I can say I've not completely arrived, but the very thing I wanted to hide is the very thing God wanted to use, my heart journey. And here I am speaking to you and I've already spoken to Dubai about the exact same thing and it's amazing how God uses a testimony. And here I am just thought, no, 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 it's all right. This all can be hidden. This all can be inward. I'm fine with it. God's like, no, this is your testimony now. This is your story. You have a story to share. In Ezekiel 36, 26 to 27, it says this, I'll give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God's willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. That's what I feel. I just feel like my heart is now mush before God. My heart is mush with people. I meet new people and I instantly, I connect with them again. Whereas before I was very detached. And when it came to um, the church, you think, you know, oh, you're a senior pastor. You should really be good at loving people. But the first couple of months I really struggled. And I thought, how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to turn up every Sunday and you know, give people hugs and pretend to love them. And this is what's so beautiful about the journey is that God still uses you in the process. Some of us think that when we go through the transformation that we can't be used, but God's like, no, I know exactly what needs to be changed when I called you. 
It's all good. It's fine. And it's okay to be messy sometimes. It's okay to be in the process. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to find it hard to love. But if you keep saying no to me, then I can't change those things inside of you. So he calls for us, church. He calls for us individuals to say yes to transformation. There are so many people every day who are bound by fear, bound by insecurity, bound by intimidation, bound by trauma, bound by stress, busyness. And we just keep on every day. We're just like a little hamster on a wheel. We just keep running around and around and around. God's like, no, I didn't design you for that. I didn't create you for that. Your best life is when you say yes to transformation. Your best life is when I can say to you, you are that person and you go, I know I'm that person because you called me God. You made me like this God. Why do you think in the Bible that three times the devil came to Jesus and said, if you are, if you are, three times, it's showing us, it's giving us an example. If the devil came to Jesus and said that, what do you think he's doing to us in our minds? It's unbelievable. If you are, if you are a preacher, if you are prophetic, if you are brave, go on, show me, give us your best shot. But do you know what? The very thing that God told me over and over again, just you is perfect. Your messiness is perfect for me. As long as you stay messy, as long as you stay flexible and teachable and moldable, just you is perfect for me and so every day I was on this heart journey saying yes to him yes it hurt yes I dealt with things in the past but just me was perfect I could still get there on a Sunday and not feel guilty about not being able to love people because he was like it's okay it's okay to be messy it's all good and now that's completely been transformed and I can really love people 100%. I'm mushable before them. I cry over people now when I have my prayer time so I get such a heart for them. And that's exactly how God sees you tonight. Exactly how He sees you. He looks at you tonight and He says, just you is perfect. But say yes to transformation. Say yes to moving forward. Say yes to emotional healing. Stop being bound by these things that are holding you back. Enough is enough. You know, sometimes we give the devil too much credit. He plants his seed years back and then we grow it by not dealing with it. And so the devil just crosses his arms and goes, well, my work was done back then, but I'm not doing anything now. They're growing it. They're growing that fear. They're growing that intimidation themselves. And so this small seed becomes this big root in our life. But the power of God can break it. The power of God can rip it out. The power of God can restore you again. And that is what is the beauty of Christ. He paid for it once and for all. He paid for you to have complete life, your best life in Him, without the trauma, without the emotional stress, without these things surfacing. And do you know what the best thing is that the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in these times becomes your closest friend. He becomes your mentor. Those little gut feelings that you have, those little voices that you hear is the Holy Spirit saying, come on, why did you act like that for? Why did you go in defense mode? Why did you flip your lid at your husband that time? Why did you yell at the children? Come on, be aware. What's going on here? What's going on here? power of awareness the power of awareness let me get to my point so I can 
not get caught up on speaking, speaking, speaking. Let me show you this graph first. Can we see that picture? Who, um, put up your hand if you're doing the emotional, healthy spirituality um, course here in church. It is amazing. This has honestly been my main resource. I, I, probably about um, six months ago, a little bit, I got a little bit stuck. And um, I read this book and I studied it and I was able to move forward again, which is awesome. It's such a good book. And this is what, this is the very heart of God for the church, that you come in as a broken person and you be transformed in the house of God. That you come in messy, broken, busy, stressed out, and God says, come and be discipled. Come and be transformed in my very presence. Come be with your family. Don't be alone out there. And so when you're doing this course, and if we, you'll probably do it again after it. It's so amazing. We're going to do it with our church as well. But it's really dealing with the very heart of God, that He doesn't want us to stay stuck. He doesn't want us to come to church every Sunday and just try and live our best life by ourselves. He calls for you. He calls for you to live your best life through transformation. Amen. So let's have a look at this. This is the, the stages of faith that he talks about. And the stage one is the life-changing awareness of God. Stage two is discipleship. Stage three is the active life when we're serving in church. And um, I'm going to be honest here, and I've been stuck at that wall for years. You hit this wall. So you get the, the relationship with God going on. You get the church. You get the connect groups. Then you get the serving. And somehow I'm, I wasn't satisfied. Somehow I still wasn't living my best life in Christ. Why is that? Because we all hit this wall. We all hit this wall. And every day we're hitting this wall. Every day we make the choice to stay behind that wall because we know if we go past, then the journey inward happens. And that's a painful one. That's very painful, especially for Australians that love to put their face on, that like to hide a lot of things. That's very difficult. It's all around the world. It happens at our church. As soon as we started talking about transformation, you just see people freaking out. Oh, no. What's going to happen? Am I going to be a mess every week? What's going to No, it's all good. It's all beautiful. It's the most beautiful journey you'll ever travel with God, and you'll be forever changed. If you got um, some pen or paper or if you got um, your phones, why don't you take a couple of these points down? I'm just going to give you a couple of points quickly. And I pray that, that God's really going to bring to awareness some things in your world that He wants you to be transformed in. Because that's what he, He's a Father. He's a Father that wants the best life for you. And that's the bottom line, that He just longs for you to know who you are longs for you to come in this alignment with your purpose and your calling, longs for you to walk with Him, for Him to be your best friend, you know, for God to be your Father, Jesus to be your best friend, and the Holy Spirit to be your mentor. That's what I tell myself every day. Point one is this, that you, um, you need to go back to move forward. And this is actually from the book. And I won't go too much into it because it is quite a, um, a heavy point, but... When you ask God about the transformation, when you ask God that you, that you are hungry enough, that you're desperate enough to move forward, He will reveal things to you because He's a Father and when you ask, He speaks. And uh, there is areas in your world where He goes, 
you know that that little struggle there let's work on that because that's when you you're losing that whole your best life and he speaks to us in different ways and some hear the audible voice of God some people get feelings some people already know those areas in their world that they want to be transformed in he's passionate he's so passionate about that he's so passionate about you finding your best life he's so passionate about transformation it's all the way through the Bible all the way through the Bible read it Joseph every it's all the way through the Bible this transformation people saying yes to transformation so you do need to go back to move, to move forward. But in John 8, 31, it says this, that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the reason why we need to go back to move forward is because we need to identify the areas where the lie was planted. We need to identify where the seeds were planted. And God will give you some memories and God will give you some, um, some thoughts or some ideas or some words where the, the lie was planted. And like I said before, it was planted then, and then what's happened is we've grown it ourselves. With a little provocation from the devil, of course, but we've mostly done the growing. And so um, when I was going and, and looking over my life and going, okay, there's definitely areas there, God, but God's just so beautiful. He's just so gentle. And, and in every memory, Jesus was there. And so what happens is when you start to get these memories, when you start to get these thoughts, ask God to reveal where Jesus is in those, in those memories. He'll always be there. He will be. And so what happens is those memories in our, our mind are created and they grow and they become this negative impact. But God's asking you to go back and put the truth in there where the lie was rooted. Take it out, put the truth in. Because what will happen is that these lies will come back and they will torment you and they will try and creep back in your world. But now what I do is I'm like, no, I know the truth. God showed me the truth and I replace that lie with the truth again. And this is what happens with transformation. You know, there's, there's many things. There's the family strongholds, there's upbringing, there's experiences that um, all kind of make us in who, in who we are today. Let's go to point two. Enjoy the, pro the process and be in the moment. B. Dave Walter says this, that I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm saying it's going to be worth it. If it were easy, you would have done it by now. How true is that? Because well, when we think about it, we're like, yeah, I really want this. I really do. I really want to be transformed. I really, I'm really sick of these insecurities, God. I'm really sick of acting out like that. I want to be completely, I want to walk towards being Christ-like. But it's going to be worth it. I can stand up here today and hold this microphone and say it's, it's worth it. I'm still on my journey, but what I've seen and what I've experienced and what I've been transformed from is definitely worth it. You know, the beautiful thing is that God is in every stage of the process, in every stage. He will never leave you. He will never take you through something that you won't be able to get through. If you're going through a season where you're very raw and vulnerable, He won't put more things on you to deal with. Because at the end of the day, He's trying to teach you how to control those emotions, control those feelings by submitting them to Christ, by moving forward, not being 
bound by those fears, bound by those insecurities. But the beautiful thing is that he's in every stage. But you've got to give him the time. You've got to give him the time. God's a father that wants a conversation with you. He created us for a relationship. He wants to sit down and he wants to have a divine appointment with you about this. He says, I'm passionate about you. Come on, let's do this together. Let's move forward together. I'm passionate about you, my child. Come on, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about yourself that you've been robbed of years ago. And point three is this that Garth talked about this morning, that it's painfully perfect timing. But in this, he's creating in us a deeper ability to wait for God. Who knows that God is very, very smart. He knows that we're living in a world right now where it's give me, give me, give me right now, right now, right now. Very impatient. All right, so you talk about this transformation, God. Can I, can I do it tomorrow? 9 a.m., let's book it in. So I can go. Create a deeper ability to wait on me. Grow this passion to meet with him. I miss God if I don't talk to him every day. I miss him. That is what he wants. It's this relationship. If you're in a relationship or if you're married, you know if you don't see your husband for a couple of days or your wife or your children, you miss them. You miss them. You miss those conversations. You miss those hugs. You miss hearing about them. And this is what he's doing in the process, this painfully perfect timing, is that he's creating in you a deeper ability to wait on him. Because he's a father. If I, you know, if my dad just gave me everything I wanted, then I would have been a spoiled brat. I would have never really, you know, been thankful for it or appreciated it every time I got something new. But when he did give me a gift, I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. That's really beautiful. Thank you. I, I really wanted that. And it's this ability to wait on the gift but he's creating in in us this patience this stillness wait on me wait on me he calls for you to wait on him so you might be asking now well how do I start this journey and some of you have already started it in this course and I'm just I love it I love hearing the stories that are already happening and It's beautiful. But for those who haven't started or maybe you did start and now it's a little bit, you're stuck in some areas, I'm just going to give you a couple of points that will help you. I know you're lost. I know you've missed the alignment. I know you feel like you've lost your purpose. I know you feel like you've been abandoned by me. But you're not. You're called. You're chosen. I see you, child. I see you tonight. But I need to get in there and I need you to bring your heart to me and I need it to be moldable. I need to shape your heart again of all the trauma that has happened in your world. Because at the end of the day, it breaks his heart to see us living like this every single day where we're walking around downcast, sorry and, and confused and what is this life about, God? Is it just work, 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 and, and that's it, and family time, and 
that, and come to church on Sunday, is that it? No. When you get this, trust me, when you start this transformation journey, when you start saying yes to Him, when you keep seeing your life and aligned with God, the grace, the favour, the beauty of the relationship, the mentoring that happens, the flow that happens. You know, Garth and I used to always freak about time, like in Africa, like, is it five or is it 10 years, God? Like, tell us. He's like, just chill. Just can't, like, just. And now we're in, like, this total grace of whatever happens, happens, God. If we have to up and move again, we're, we're just totally yours, God. This is what I'm talking about, this favour, this alignment that comes when you're walking in His purpose for you. Every single person has a purpose. Every single person has a calling, has a destiny. Every single person. And so for me, um, I just, every day, I just found that time with God. Or if it was very busy and I was working a lot of hours, I just made sure that I fitted on the weekend on a Saturday where I just spent a couple of hours down at the beach chilling out with Him. And I would ask Him, God, I need to be transformed in this. I know this is not right that I act out in this. I know this is right that I hold this unforgiveness. So how can I deal with it? And He does. He speaks to you. The Holy Spirit comes and whispers in your ear. He might say, get your Bible out. Go back to the truth. Cover yourself in the Word. Reveal the truth by the Word. Seek a mentor, a friend, a leader. You need to stay accountable on this journey. Because what will happen is, once you start this journey or once you continue it, everything becomes very inward. You can, uh, it's a very raw season. But that mentor or that person that you can speak to kind of brings you back to the ground again and provokes you and challenges you to move forward. And for me, I was quite a mess. So I actually saw a counsellor and I still see her. But it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Because every time I go, they walk out going, okay, I'm challenged. I've been challenged in this. I can do it. Or I've been healed in this. I can do it. And I always thought that you had to go see a counsellor and only if you were nuts or crazy. <laughs> All these years. And I just thought, no, you know what? God actually gave these people the gift. God gave them a, a, a gift, a, a, a passion. See a Christian counsellor. It's their gift, it's their passion, it's their calling to be able to help people through their journeys, to move past these areas where we actually can't move ourselves. And journal, journal down the areas, journal and write down things. Don't forget what he's healed you of because when that lie comes back, you know you can actually cover it with the truth. Journal, write down some things. If you don't journal, do something. Get your phone out, write some notes down, but stay accountable. Get, you know, my counsel told me you have to get it out some ways and uh, in different ways because I would go home and I would just go, blah, 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 to Garth. He's like, oh, yeah, it's awesome, it's awesome. It's so much for him, right? She's like, you have to get out a different way. So she taught me to journal. And now I'm just like, okay, I journal every time. I'm like, okay, this is my way of getting it out. But that's keeping myself accountable as well. So I'm not forgetting those truths that God has revealed to me or the healing that has been had. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. You will find me 
when you search for me with all your heart. And this is his heart tonight. That you will go and find him. That you will seek him. That you won't let one more day go past without him saying, I've called you. This is who you are. Come on, I need to remind you. I need to speak some truth in your world. You've been a little caught out, caught up out there. Come back. Come back into home. Have a conversation with your father. It's the most beautiful thing that you'll ever do every day if you just sit down with him in that time. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith to live like Christ. But